It is the Union Soccer Podcast betting edition, and it is a week three preview. Yeah, kind of felt weird before we even started. I'd ask Joe, we're three weeks into this. Kind of feels weird. Also, there's about like 30, 40, 50, 60 more weeks left to go of this, so it's not going to stop anytime soon. We're just getting started, but already three weeks into the season here on the Union Soccer Podcast. Betting preview. My name is John Jansen. You can follow me at jjansen34 and the star of the program and also uh, does all the great work at the unionsoccerblog.substack.com where it hosts this fine podcast, Joe Tanzi at jtanzi90. And Joe, I'll start off with this because I know CONCACAF Champions League is going on and there are a few teams that are in Champions League at the moment and I know from what the Union experienced and what other teams have Champions League can throw a wrench into league play. Uh, you have some numbers. What what did you see and what have you seen from past examples of this? So we're only going to use 2021 and 2022 as data points because it, it's the most recent and a lot. You know, it's an, an abundance of clubs. Um, 2020 was a weird year. So we're just going to use the last two years as, as an example. What was weird so, about 2020? Uh, a lot of things. Um, <laughs> I know, I just moved, talking about I, it, as we were talking about this like during the conference tournaments and Big East tournaments, because <laughs> we obviously do the, the Villanova games. And yeah, 2020, yeah. even looking back at it three years later, like still kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, we were we were getting a tour of the Union's new scoreboard. <laughs> um, oh my God. The, and Jim wow. Burton was saying they're still, still going to play San Jose. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's so funny because we were talking about that with the Big East and the Big East tournament was going on and everybody's like, wait, is this going to still yeah. happen? And they're on the floor still. Like, this isn't good. And you were telling me, Jim Curtin's like, yeah, we're definitely going to play. We're we got a game tonight. See you guys later. And, yep, and see they you got in, pulled off the training field 24 hours see later. See you in Disney World. <laughs> yeah. So Champions League, it's a weird dynamic because these teams have to commit into them and unless you're Austin FC. Um, so we'll get to why that's going to play a role in our, our bets this week situationally. But let's look at 2021 and 2022. So last year you have NYCFC, you have Seattle, New England um, in the quarterfinals. So that's what I kind of want to hit on because it was the start of, of, of the season last year. It's weird because, and we'll get to 21 and, and the timing of it, but, the first leg of the, the quarterfinals last year, because I believe if we match the dates up properly, that it didn't coincide or it did, but it didn't. Um, everything's just all over the place date wise. Um, yeah, the first, irrelevant, so you're fine. It is. So the, the, so cha- the first legs of Champions League the last two years, I believe, of the round of 16 ended up um, happening before the MLS season started. So it's a weird dynamic. So what I've noticed is the second leg. After the second leg is when these results really start to just dip off in um, against these, these Champions League teams. Because first leg, you can manage it, all that kind of stuff, but it gets a little dicey afterwards. So I'll talk about the quarterfinals in, in a second from 2022, but I, I do want to get to the the round of 16, which is the, the round we're in for champions like this year. So New England had their, their match canceled. So they, they're irrelevant in this conversation. New York City FC, after the second leg um, against Santos, ended up losing to LA Galaxy. Weird because they, they travel a lot. 
Um, Colorado, they, I just lost them on my, on my screen. Colorado lost to LAFC. Montreal losing to Orlando. Seattle, I believe, lost as well. Um, yeah, they lost to Nashville at home. Now, that's the second leg. So we're not, we're not even approaching that yet. That's where I think the, the data ends up going in our favor because you don't have first leg data from last year because it happened in, in front of uh, the MLS season. But the second leg last year, you see all of these losses uh, by these teams in the round of 16. And then look at the, the quarterfinals, the, the first leg of the quarterfinals last year. NYCFC and Montreal played each other, so that kind of is a ends up being null, but NYCFC stayed at home and won um, in both competitions. Same thing for Seattle, and then New England was the only team that lost. They lost 3-2 to Salt Lake, so it was a, it was a two and two split, so you can't really find data there. But then after the second legs of the quarterfinals, NYCFC lost at home to the Union. Um, and then you had Montreal tied with Atlanta. You had Seattle tied with Austin. And New England lost to Charlotte. So the second leg is where these teams really get hung up. I'll do the same thing, same exercise here with um, the round of 16 from 2021. So Atlanta beats Alo Hensei in the second leg, draws Orlando. The Union drew Columbus. Both teams were in uh, the round of 16, both won on aggregate. And then Toronto lost to Montreal. So what you're looking at here is the sample size and, you know, are they affected by Champions League? Are they not? Next week is probably the week we cash in on some of these um, some of these irregularities in, in the betting market. It's not going to be this week, except for two spots, I believe, because of the situations we could take advantage of. But the trend suggests of the last two years, it's after the second legs of these rounds of 16 and quarterfinals where these teams really start to you know, drop off because of all the, the energy they exert. And then it makes sense because the second leg is usually more chaotic. So do with that what you will. I'm still fading a few uh, Champions League participants, but... Yeah, that that's what I was asking because there's just some say. weird spots too this they weekend. Are. So I, I think it just... I was trying to make sure before I really just started going in on a lot of these that, you know, were these spots worth going in? Uh, were they worth maybe putting some plays in? So uh, mm-hmm. I just think it was interesting in that way. But all right, Joe. So now here's what we do every single weekend. We do an over or we do a total. We do a, an underdog. We do a favorite and we do a goal score. Uh, how did you do last week? I did. We I think we were both two and two. We were both. So the season records are John is five and three. I am four and four. I'll take it. Um, all right, Joe, what do we got? We'll start with the uh, the favorites for this weekend. Which one do you got? Real Salt Lake plus 115 is my favorite favorite this week. This seems <laughs> favorite, like... Favorite, favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, this seems like the biggest slam dunk because of the situation Austin FC put itself in. So Austin loses 3 nothing to a Haitian team, Violet FC... Um, in the Dominican Republic uh, on Tuesday night. And it puts them in this really awkward situation because now they have to score four goals at home. They have to win four nothing at home because their wiggles are still a thing in CONCACAF to advance. 
you're playing Saturday night at altitude against Salt Lake. There's no sane reason why Josh Wolf should put Sebastian Drusi and all of his starters out there. You have to punt on that match. You have to because of the situation you put yourself in because you didn't take CONCACAF Champions League seriously in the first place. Now, if this was a game straight up, RSL is a very good home team, and I still think they, they would win. But in the situation that Austin's in, RSL plus 115 uh, is easily my favorite favorite on the board. I'm going to go because my underdog is a bit of a risk, and it's a big number, and I love it. I'm going to go a little <laughs> bit safer with my favorite. Uh, I'm going to eat some juice here, but I still like it, and maybe they should be a little bit higher, and I love the matchup. Nashville's at home against Montreal. Montreal's been awful to start the season. Nashville off to a pretty good start. Uh, they look to be in solid form to start the season, and they're at home. Minus 117. Uh, I know Nashville isn't this prolific scoring team, but I think they'll be able to, to play, obviously. They're great defensively. I think they'll be able to get a goal or two in. I like it at minus 117. I think it's a pretty safe play, and obviously I'm eating a little bit of juice here, which I didn't like. The other favorite I was looking at was potentially Cincinnati, but I don't like that because of just some unknowns. So I'm going to go safe, minus 117 with Nashville against. Really, this is just, I like fading Montreal, and Montreal's in Nashville, so I like it. Now let's go All with right, the uh, the underdogs. The underdogs. Um, you go first because I know you're swinging for the fences. This week. I'm swinging for the fences, Joe. I don't think NYCFC's that good. And from what I saw with Miami, look, I'm not going to be calling it like a huge giant statement win against the Union, but it was a good win against the Union. And... Miami's been playing well, and as you mentioned, this is a team with a lot of potential and could be, you know, one of one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. I think Miami has a shot here against NYCFC, and at plus three fifty, NYCFC is minus one thirty. You know, I think it's just way too high. Now, of course, with a game like this, I could get bit by the draw again, and of course, uh, New York is great at home because of the odd dimensions there uh, where they play. I'm going plus 350, though, with Miami. I think they're in great form. I think they can get that goal, and I think they win this one. Maybe one nothing, whatever the case may be, but I'm swinging for the fences at plus 350. I like the way Miami's looked. I mean, the way they've played, it's worth a shot. I mean, I know it's um, Yankee Stadium and all, but it's still very, like, it's the spot, right? It's the performance. Yeah, it's by, yeah it's by absolutely. It's stock in inter miami um while the price is good i I know because you i mentioned this to you and i went wow plus 350 that's a lie why is that and of course then Mm -hmm. you go it's the field and it's new york at home but it's just it's still even with that i think this price should be a little bit lower miami's been off to a great start and miami's very good so yeah I, i i like miami in this spot with the way that they've looked recently i think plus 350 uh is a really good price I'm sticking in the Western Conference. FC Dallas is my underdog, plus 195. Um, and yes, some of this has to do with Vancouver being um, in the middle of Champions League, but they also put up five goals um, and are staying at home. So I don't think that matters much. I just think in terms of MLS competition, Vancouver is going to struggle. Um, they couldn't hold back San Jose last week. Uh, that was um, – it, it's – been some questionable performances from from Vancouver. So I think that's 
where I'm leaning, I think FC Dallas has the the much better set of attackers, and I think this is a game where they they potentially unleash themselves on the turf because you know, this is a, this is an FC Dallas team that I think can be pretty good. It's their first road trip of the season, but I mean, what we've seen on Vancouver in home play is that they just can't hold leads. They've blown two one nothing leads against um, RSL and San Jose, and I just can't trust them. Yeah, I'm going to be a little stupid with my total um, because uh, moving on to the totals, uh, I'm moving on with uh, Charlotte and Atlanta, and I'm going to, because it's plus price, and I'm going to take the under. Uh, I know it's a little scary because Charlotte's defense is an absolute sieve, uh, and they're just not a good soccer team. They just gave up three goals to St. Louis, but they're at home here. I think they can at least... Hold Atlanta to one. I'm looking at this as a one nothing game. Atlanta's a good goal-scoring team, solid, uh, but they're not great. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is their first game on the road. So I'm going to use that and think this is a little bit of a slower game for Atlanta. They don't put as many goals on the board. Uh, I think they win this game maybe one nothing, 2 nothing. but I am going to go with the under and just cross my fingers that Charlotte doesn't completely ruin me here. <laughs> it's probably a good call. Um, <laughs> what to cross I, my fingers? Yes, <laughs> to, to, to hope and pray. <laughs> yeah, um, I have I have a problem, um, and this is mainly just like a, a a personal problem, not a problem with anybody else. <laughs> I thought you were about to say a problem with my pick. I was like, yeah, there are multiple problems with that. Under, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm I I am addicted to watching the San Jose Earthquakes late at night. Nice. Um, oh yeah. Some uh, is that your Pac-12 after dark, but just MLS? It's your San Jose. Yeah. No, they <laughs> San Jose has been the MLS after dark yeah. treat for, for, <laughs> for quite some time. Love it. Um, I'm going. I'm going to the over two and a half in that game. San Jose has been playing some pretty decent soccer, um, and I know Colorado's coming off a home draw against Kansas City, but I can't ignore that four nothing loss on the road to Seattle. I'm not comparing Seattle and San Jose per se, but like I, I just look at this and um, and just how vulnerable Colorado's defense was on the road, and San Jose has now gotten their third game uh, under their belts under under Lucci Gonzalez. Um, they look way more competent than they did last year, and both of those games have gone over uh, in two one games. So I think. Uh, there's been a little bit of luck involved, for sure, in both of those games, but I uh, I feel confident that could be a, a wide-open game. All right, Joe, now we're going to a goal scorer. I'll go with you first because, obviously, you look at – I look at totals with any sport uh, when it comes to scoring or anything, and if you have an over, and if you have especially an over that's juiced up, I want to look in that game. Uh, so, obviously, the one I'll be looking at is the Union – but Joe, I will. Uh, I'll let you go first, though. This is going to be an interesting one, isn't it? Because there's so many potential rotation spots, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's unfortunate because the one guy. Now that we're starting to see some stats roll in, the one guy who leads uh, MLS and shots on target and individual expected goals is Aver from Seattle, and he's hurt. So this is one of those where it becomes: uh, Do you pick because of the the game you're in? Uh, because it could be high scoring, uh, or do you think just because a player is hot, like I did with with Jeremy Abobasi last week? It, it's a very kind of interesting um, dynamic to play, right? Because there's so many so many variables you could still um, still go with. This one, 
actually, uh, nope, just kidding. The game I was looking at doesn't have individual player props yet. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm not picking anybody from the Portland Timbers. Um, Way to go, Joe. Let's, so let's so do you just need to every- throw out my, my just chalky pick here? No, because I, I actually do have. Ooh, ooh, um, ooh. I, okay. I, do, I do have mine. Um, it kind of goes into the, the Champions League theory as well. Um, and I know everything I've kind of said and done goes against every every trend there is that we've talked about. But DC's at home. They're a home favorite against Orlando City. Now, does Orlando do the preventative thing where they, they don't start their best players because they just drew um, with Tigres in the round of 16 of Champions League and they want to come home and, and, and put their full focus on that? Is that the 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 play there for Orlando City. I don't know, but I'm gonna take a risk here with DC United and go Christian Benteke to score a goal plus 185. Um he's been decently active in tech, four shots, one on target, scored against Toronto FC. Um but if he's gonna go against a team that is either rotated or not completely motivated, um I think you'll see some chances there. Uh this guy's got a, a nose for goal. He scored plenty of times in the Premier League, and um, if DC is going to win this game like they should, given Orlando's weird kind of situation, um, I think that's a way to go. I did want to bet, I did for the record, did want to bet Evander from Portland Timbers against San, uh, St. Louis City, but that is not on DraftKings right now, so that's uh, I just want that to be known in case he scores. I'm going to stick with the Union here. Obviously, the Union have a very favorable matchup against Chicago. Uh, obviously, there's going to be some rotation stuff that happens here, but I expect the Union to want to get on the board early, get maybe a couple early so they can do those rotations and then kind of just get out of this uh, unscathed and just a very easy, very quick victory over uh, Chicago. But right now we see on the prices, obviously, Gazdag is priced up. We get Ua, who is going to be priced up. But really, it's Carranza that's still plus money in this matchup. And so if he's going to be plus money to score, uh, plus 102, I know it's not a lot, but I expect them to want to get some goals early. They haven't scored in the last two matches, and I imagine they're going to want to put at least some in the back of the net before they end up taking on Alianza for the second leg uh, in the uh, CONCACAF Champions League. Carranza, as you mentioned, Joe, in the in the offseason, Carranza could be that one that ends up really scoring a lot of the goals, and he's the one who looks like the MVP for the Union this season. And so far, so good. Obviously, we haven't seen the last two matches, but I think against Chicago and at home, and I think needing to at least put a couple in the back of the net before they end up taking on Alianza, I think Carranza again gets in the back of the net. I'm going to go with it at plus 102. Well, he could be the team's MVP if he's if he stays around the entire season. That's a that's that's oh whoa yeah. whoa what are you are you hearing something? I know I know that's what you well, said. Jim Cur- I know you well, said Jim that before, Curtin's but no, said it. Okay, okay. Whoa, when when did Jim, he say that? Jim, after the the home game uh, against uh, Columbus. Okay, okay. He said whoa. he said it's going to be. You made yeah, it sound no, like there was even more to say about that. Like there's there's no, actually no, no. some. Uh, he's, okay, he's outwardly said like they've. It's going to be hard for them to fend off offers for Carranza in the summer. Can they please fend off offers this summer for Carranza? Well, I mean, if somebody comes in with a, a very large <laughs> offer. I mean, 
All right, that is a discussion um, for another day, though. But yeah, I'm, I'm just correct. gonna I'm just gonna take a plus one or two. Obviously, it's the totals are the same; it's two and a half. But this one is the most juiced up over, uh, considering the Union score very well at home. Chicago's defense is an absolute sieve, uh, and I'm gonna go with Carranza because he just seems to not be priced on the same plane as a Gazdag and a Ua when he might just end up being the better goal scorer. Of the two. Obviously, Gazdag's easier because if they ever get in a penalty situation, he takes it. He scores mm-hmm. that goal. So, minus 136. I get it, but I think Carranza at plus 102 is uh, also a good play. And it's the one I like. Again, plus money. So, and if he's going to be at that price, I'll take it. So, to recap our cards, I am a, uh, my favorite is RSL. My underdog is FC Dallas. My total is the San Jose, Colorado over two and a half goals. And Christian Benteke is my goal scorer. John is on Nashville. As his favorite, Inter Miami, the biggest dog. Oh, swinging for the fences! I got to get one of these. I had a pretty big one last week, and it just there, the there will be the, there will be happen. a few to cash this year. This we is getting this is right getting ones. my the, my baseball betting ways uh, in, in here. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize MLS was going to make me bet like I do baseball, but yeah. I just want to take swings on plus you know big plus money when it's available yeah. and when you when you can find spots, and I feel like that really is. And he is also on the Charlotte Atlanta under two and a half and Julian Caron's the score. As always, John's odds are from Parks. Uh, my odds are from DraftKings. Um, so that's why you hear a little bit of discrepancy in price if you do. Um, and we were very close to a huge weekend last weekend, John. Uh, both of our underdogs ended up tying on the I road. No, so that's a thing. We're, we're, we're sniffing we're, around it. Exactly. We're on the right path, I think, with these underdogs. And we're sniffing. As long as we're around it. That's the thing about underdogs, which, you know, betting in general. And I talk about this with baseball a lot is that when you want to get these underdogs, you're going to miss at times. But if you swing and you get, like, uh, you know, one out of three on a plus, you know, 150, and in terms of MLS, like, ours were plus 200. I think mine was plus 290 last week. You can miss a couple of those as long as you hit a few, and we're close, and as long as we get those few that do cash, then underdogs are paying off very well for us. Absolutely. So that is it for the Union Soccer Podcast betting preview. You can follow Joe again at jtanzy 90 Joe, what do you got coming up this weekend, obviously? And for the next few days, I don't know if we'll get a podcast out before their second leg of the Champions League, but uh, what do you have going on that everybody can check out at the Union Soccer Podcast, or Union Soccer Blog, excuse me. Yeah, so we'll have, we already have the podcast up, reviewing and previewing everything this week. Uh, there will be stuff after Saturday's match, obviously, and then turning around into Tuesday. It's just a remarkably busy week. This is my third Zoom call of a Friday with you and Sean Brace between college basketball and soccer. So that sounds um, we're doing a lot of audio on the Substack this week, and then uh, there will be plenty, uh, hopefully plenty, uh, plenty of good coming from tomorrow's game and going into Tuesday. That is Joe. Follow him at JTanzy90. My name is John Jansen. You can follow me at JTanzy34. Good luck with all of your bets this weekend. That is it for the Union Soccer Podcast.